new Amsam radio starts now hello everyone flobo boys of course and this is the podcast for creatives it's the holiday season by the time this episode airs it will probably be somewhere between thanksgiving and thanksgiving eve as we are full swing into the holiday season now those who know me personally know they don't recognize thanksgiving as a holiday I take that back. I recognize it's the holiday. It's just my least favorite holiday of the year. So I've already been in holiday mode for weeks. But for the rest of us, welcome. Make sure you get your favorite warm beverage and hang out by the campfire because you're in for weeks of peace, harmony, and good things on earth and all goodwill towards men or whatever that phrase or saying goes. My guest this week is actually a two-time guest. James Lott Jr. um, of JLJ Media was on episode 50 of this podcast a lot of insight is the episode i recommend you go back and listen to that one but since he loves christmas and he's a content making i think machine is kind of an understatement nowadays a syndicate maybe (laughs) i wanted to ask him about his insight of tailoring his creative efforts into the holiday season most products and services for example have holiday lines how does that look like if you're creative so always a good time sitting with james lott jr and jlj media and if you have some time make sure you follow him he will drop his social media handles at the end of the interview but without further ado grab a candy cane because this is jlj media Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio. It's the holiday season. I am drinking salted caramel crown royal because that is my beverage of the season and I like to drink. But I'm being joined by, I, you know what? I, you're on so many of my shows. I, I'm out of running out of words to describe you, but I will say you are charismatic, you are debonair, and you are distinguished and a content creator of color, but don't call him that because he's a good guy too. Give it up for James Lott Jr. You are such a comedian. I love it. Um, I, I was being serious. I'm doing great, actually. It's a good week. Um, and I know you're being serious. I know. I did, I did it back to you. Like, I tried to do it to you the other time you did it with me. Um, it's all about back and forth to me and him. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I'm doing great, Flobo. I am feeling the Christmas spirit. We're going to talk about it. I just put together a Christmas schedule in okay. my life, um, in all areas of my life. So, again, I started to decorate a little bit. Folks who are watching this, actually, yeah. you'll see I have some lights coming up. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I'm feeling good. Is Christmas actually a, a favorite holiday of yours or have you fallen into like the fanfare? Or was it like you naturally like Christmas or was it part of a career thing? So, um, great question. You should be a host. I am uh, working on so. it. Yes. Okay. Uh, I should be an interviewer. No, I, um, I, I, that joke never gets old for me. I'm sorry. It just makes me, makes me chuckle. So that's all that matters. All right. No. So I, my thing is, uh, I love Thanksgiving actually. That's my favorite holiday. No, not for, not for, I know you hate Thanksgiving. So not for the history of it. That part's horrid and horrible. Sure, sure, sure. I like the food the best. And I like the thought of giving thanks. They say Thanksgiving mm. is every day. You shouldn't be thinking thanks all the time. So I kind of morph it into that. So I like that part. But Christmas is right after that. And I had yeah. such horrible Christmases that I, as a kid, that I, when I got older, I repurposed them into something the way I would want them to be. I don't care about the gift giving so much. Yeah. Um, I like the feeling behind it. Um, I like the the intention behind it. I like the um, I like the the innocence of it. I like I like the inclusiveness of what it's supposed to be about. And it's, it's about several things. It's about the birth of Christ. That's number one, literally. Um, and then also, it's about this Santa character who 
um, you know, spreads cheer. And so everybody's spreading cheer and it's everybody's togetherness and that kind of thing. I love that part. So I grew into liking Christmas and then I grew into loving Christmas and what it stands for. How do you celebrate Christmas? Like now? Well, because I have, I have kids and grandkids, so that changes everything. So most of the, I know I'm little, little, little rugrats. Um, most of the time, I go see them. I know they know they know they know how the grandpa is. They know Papa Jamie. Um, are you the silly just, grandpa? Are you the the grumpy grandpa? grandpa? No, I'm the fun. I'm the fun one. I'm the one oh, they wouldn't be around because all the other grandparents. Okay, except for one. I want to say Miss Patty. I love her. So one of my kids' fathers, mothers, she's a bomb. Uh, we love we're, we're the fun ones because we're loud, we're brassy. We say where we, we say where we feel, um, and they love the kids. Love it. I get in trouble all the time. I get in trouble. My daughter I'm in trouble with her all the time. Daddy, don't say that. Papa Jamie, don't say it. Papa Jamie, watch your mouth. I mean, I get in trouble all the time. I don't care. Yeah. Um, she should know me by now. So my family, we're generally. We're saying another show that I do, Generations of Shade. I mean, we're all shady in my family, from my grandmother to my aunt to my mother to me to the kids <laughs> to the grandkids. The dog is shady. We're all shady. So we always have. We always have. So I always have fun with them because my daughter is a great gift giver. She gives the oh, best cool. gifts. Like she's really so good. That's my job. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, she, my mother's the same way. They both get my nerves every year, but they both are such great gift givers. That's why I'm like, that's so it's worth it. I'm like, I can go. They give me drinks. I have my grandkids. I get great gifts. I go back home. I love it every year. So that's what I yeah. should do. This year will be different because of COVID. I won't be not be seeing them this year. Right. I guess video calls and all that. I guess. I mean, I think I you know I haven't even thought that far ahead. It'd be, but it's coming up like you know in a, in a you know in a snow's moment. Oh, I yeah. just so I've just been so busy. I haven't even thought. I just told her. I said, well, I. Think, well, I won't be there this year because of COVID and everything. Um, so I'll probably be at home. I don't. I have no. I don't have any desire to be anywhere else. I don't talk to half my family because I don't really like them. Right. So I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, I'll probably I'll probably see my mom, my stepdad. We may stop by and say hi to them. Maybe see my sister, those two blocks away. That's it. I don't. I don't have the need to be around family like that. So for, for a lot of us out here, man, for the year, like you know, we're people who make movies and content and shows like that. There's that balance, that debate. Do we go ham for the holidays? Do we sh close up shop? Do we pass the buck? And I was dealing with this myself. Like, what do I do for my content play? But one day this past week, I came across your page on social media, JLJ Media. And this man has something going on every day for weeks. Now, a lot to unpack here. We can go through all the shows. We got all the time in the world. But tell me about the conscious decision to make holiday content within your network while the moving parts of your normal content is happening at the same time. I, um, last year, and you know this because you were there, at, at hey. West TV, they started a 24-7 Christmas channel. It's now dead. No, um, <laughs> I, I like the idea, you, you know, you know, I'm just shady. I like the idea of the, the concept of 24-hour Christmas Nowadays, people want happy content. Um, there is a there's a radio station around the country, um, K Love, which plays positive music. Okay, it's a Christian station. They don't say Christian; it's a positive station. Right. Uh, it's very popular right now. It's 100.3 in LA. It's it's really popular right now. The songs are good. They're all popular. They're all fun songs. Some say Jesus in them. Some don't. Um, but people are looking for salvation, as we used to say. Um, just outside of their lives, just in just their regular lives. They need something to get away. makes them feel good. So Hallmark Channel was the first to do this. And then after West TV tried to do it a little bit. And I said, this year, I was like, hmm, what if I created my own little mini Hallmark Channel, but the JLJ Media way? 
Yeah. And I looked at and I looked at all of my shows. Here's, I'm gonna tell you exactly step by step what I did. What's so I looked up? at all of my shows and I said, okay. Oh, my list is always back over there. But I did all my shows and I said, okay, which of these shows could I do a Christmas episode on? That was his first thought. Okay. Like which show would lend itself? And I was like, hmm. Well, a bold beautiful rewind is where I take old storylines and talk about them. They had Christmas episodes. Boom. That's one. GHD did dirty deeds. They, they had some storylines that happened during Christmas that were bad. Right. Boom. <laughs> and I was like, and then, so seriously, I start going through all of them. I go, hmm, I have that. I don't normally watch that, so I'm, I can make something Christmas out of that. And then it's like, then I, then I started, you know, getting into the whole scripted. I'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. But it really just start out with, what are my current shows? Can I make Christmassy? Uh, my Darth Vader is your father podcast. I would talk about when Star Wars went Christmas, okay. and they have a, and and ironically, they have a new movie coming out on Disney Plus in four days. The Lego Star Wars Christmas movie. Oh, they and it looks to. hilarious. Yeah, they so have I have to. to. So, I mean, yeah. so I'm saying, so like it worked out. So like I started doing that, and so I, I got a piece of paper and started writing down like my shows. What can I make out of them? And I said, okay, this is going to start at the end of November after Thanksgiving. Um, I have a book coming out, which is a whole other story. Um, okay. And I and I, so I was like, okay, I want to I want to have that. I want to have that lead off. The Christmas book comes out first, then we lead into the shows, then we lead, and so I started building from that. I started thinking, okay, uh, yeah. I talked to my co my co hosts and some of the hosts of those shows. Say, can you do you want to do a Christmas thing? And one person, yeah, I'll do a Christmas show. And I said, I'll do something Christmas. So it kind of built from there, and then I had scripted series, and then became it became the schedule. So. Right. Something is going on every but day. But literally, it's like piece by piece. A piece by yes. piece. Brick Just about. Brick. Let's Just talk about. about that book. Is it a holiday book as well? So last year, I wrote a holiday mystery called A Winter's Night. Um, and it was, it ended on a cliffhanger. And so I said, so my thought was, every Christmas, I'll release a new book. Yeah. Folks are pissed, of course. They're like, every another year. I'm like, another year. Fine. <laughs> um, so I wrote it, and, and so it's based on my experiences of Christmas in Pittsburgh, where I used to live, okay. um, and the snowstorms. And I, you know, I made this so three three siblings stuck in a house; they can't get out. What's going to happen? So they literally go downstairs in the basement, and we're like, and the girl goes, "Oh my God!" That's how it ends, basically. So I wrote the sequel, and so that'll be out on Black Friday. Uh, You'll find out what happens next. Or is it the next chapter? And it's on, you have to read the book and find out what okay. it is. <laughs> okay, and so this this is your first Christmas Christmas themed series, or are there are there other things on the horizon? First, my first in terms of books. Yeah, I did a yeah. Halloween series that now folks are getting mad at me. They want me to write a sequel to. Uh, it's called They Call Her Pumpkin. I breezed it. This is my first one I did this yeah. Christmas, and I, I mean this part is uh, Halloween. And I didn't really end it on a cliffhanger, but I guess. It read like a cliffhanger. Well, if, it, if your world's rich so enough. So several people. More. Right. And so folks actually said to me, well, what happens next? And I'm like, nothing. It's just, it was very Twilight Zone-esque, the book that I wrote. Okay. So I was like, well, that's it. They go, well, what happens? So now I'm writing a sequel. So these books are like novels, novellas, like are short stories? No, they're, they're, they're all. Okay. So it's part of this really short story project. It was okay. a project I started five years ago. Um, so they're all short story books. So they're all 30 pages or less. All my okay. books are 30 pages or less. So it's snackable content. You can read on a, well, a theoretically commute. We don't want to commute anymore, but yeah, no, <laughs> I want well, to commute. Yeah, no, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. If I were to Back commute, in the day when we used to have those, yes. <laughs> right. That's right. I say put it in your purse, put it in your bag, backpack, 
It's for yeah. like when you go when you go fly somewhere. I just say, I just say lay by the pool, but that's not happening either right now. But um, but yeah, they're just really quick content that people. It's been very successful for me, so I'm I'm very very happy. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So you have some original Christmas series, which I am excited about because yes. um, there is one I want to talk about it first because I'm in it. <laughs> of course, hello. Mistletoe Road. Uh, yes. I don't know if James knows this, but being a voice actor is something I always wanted to do, but I always uh, I had uh, self-confidence issues with my voice because I have no bass in my voice. That's just the way I am. My brother, he's high-pitched. He's like this, and I'm raspy, but there's no resonance. And so I wondered, and I used to be self-conscious about projecting now granted everything i do now is into a microphone which is kind of ironic yes I, that's I, so funny. I, had, I had to get past that and so when i see my friends become voice actors i go oh, there's no chance when james gave him the call and say hey look you want to be this character perhaps i went to method and i asked him all these questions about what my oh, character's motivation was and all that but let's and talk I, about I, Mr. I Road. how are you able to corral people to get into an audio drama because i've seen friends try Audio dramas, it's a lot of moving parts. It's a kind of a medium degree of difficulty, and a lot of them don't finish. But you're now on episode, well, there's going to be a six-episode season, and you now have some episodes in the can. Mm -hmm. Mr. Road was a complete accident. It was completely, <laughs> I was like, I was writing, for, okay, so I have two series I was writing for, uh, Fairview Heights and Manchester Avenue. Those are my two regular non-Christmas audio series. And the fans... Uh, one of my on my late night talk show, talk about James Hodge Jr. Uh, one of the nice about Christmas stuff, and at both times it birthed both my Christmas series that are coming out was through talking to fans. Yeah. And I thought I work with I work with Crown Media and Hallmark Channel. I was on projects when When Calls the Heart, When Hope Calls. I do projects with them, and I was like, those fans love. They read audiobooks. They tell me this. A lot of them are from the Midwest and the South. They read audiobooks. Or listen, she listen to audiobooks. They like podcasts. I was like, and we have this big soap called Forever in a Day on JLJ Media. That was our first yeah. audio soap opera. It did very well first season. And we're like, I was like, hmm. And I started making the concept of what if three friends from Los Angeles, and it's very specific, from Los Angeles, mm -hmm. woke up in Christmas City. And that was the premise. And I started writing it from there. And I was just like, it became this thing. I mean, it became way bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, and that's like, well, I got to actually cast this thing. Um, I've been very fortunate. I will say this. Um, going all the way back to my first show I ever did, which was GH Report for FBuzz TV six years ago. Wow. I just have this way of like, I, I, I did the same thing. I went on Craigslist of all places. I had to go to Actors Access or backstage. And I went to Craigslist and said, hi, regular people. Anybody want to try something like this? No pressure. Have some fun and add this to your add this to your resume. Contact me, basically. And I got over a hundred responses, and that's and that's kind of you know and and for for me, I'm very proud for of that of GH Report. I brought Frank Moran, who we both know, Lisa Krisha Line, who both very successful. Yeah, um, I brought them. I brought them to the, the the networks. I I put them on their first show. So for me, I'm very proud of that. So I said, I want to do that again. I want to find people who. What a chance. This business is so, you know this already, but folks who are not in the business, it's so, people say it's so tough and that's almost an understatement. Right. It's so, it's so not inclusive. That's what it is mostly. It's very clicky for the lack of a better term. It's who, it is who you know. It is yeah. how you look. And even for voice, it is how you look. It is how many followers you have. It is all these things. And I was like, what if I said, I shoe all that and just go, Go back to the base and give people a chance. 
And that happened. These, and again, you don't know what you're going to get. Now, I had a few flakes. I had to fire somebody recently. I had to fire somebody last night from a show. Yeah. You never know that happens. Nice. But 95% of folks that I found, and you know this because you're doing it with me on one of the shows. You did two shows with me. They're all wonderful. And they're on there. And afterwards, they're all like, James, we love you. We love that we're doing this. You're giving us a, I mean, they made me cry. They made me cry the other night. Because I was just like, they're telling me how much they love. They love this, the chance to do this because a couple of them were like, we just wanted a chance. Like, yeah. just let's get our foot in the door so we can have a voice reel. So we can have, you know, maybe show something to somebody and go, let's, let's take a listen to this and maybe get another role. And I said, yeah. if I can do anything I can to help promote you to my people and my audience. And I said, I have folks who will eat this alive. They will love these shows. My hearties, I love you guys. You guys will love these shows. They're clean. They're funny. They're fun. I always laugh at, at our boy Travis Cunha, who plays Carver. <laughs> he is hilarious the whole yeah. season. He's so angry the whole season. Yeah. Um, and Flobo's great on it. He's great as Darrell. Oh. And we gave we gave him his own episode. Darrell we filming in a few weeks. Yeah. And, and I I'm on the schedule too. It was like Darrell's episode. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's on there. And so yeah. we're going to be recording that um, soon. A couple of weeks, we're we'll recording that. We gave him his own episode so we can explain, kind of give Darrell his own little thing. Oh, um, but no, I just, I just, I, I guess people they feed off my energy. I guess I've been very fortunate that I, I feel like I'm a nice guy and I feel like I like to have fun and I'm infectious. In a good way. Um, so what happens yes, is please be a good way. In a good way. In a good way. When I say infectious, <laughs> be careful. I say infectious these days. Infectious. Um, and and uh, several several of the guys from my claws, the series we'll talk about this, I'm sure in a second, they said to me, it feels like it's a little family. They like they just they we've become the we've, we've bonded. And on Mr. Road, Travis said to me other day, goes, feels like this is my little family, my little Christmas family. I was like, I love this. I just, I had fun with you guys and we're all connecting and that's what it's all about, connection. Uh, so let's talk about Claws of Series. I guess it's the sister show yes. to Mistletoe Road, one that yes. I am not in directly, although there was a crossover episode, which I was a part yes, of. Yes, there was. Uh, Claws of Series. There are more multiple clauses. Claws lineage, Claws yes. Claws. Dynasty for Claws. clauses. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you get a clause and you get a clause and you get a clause. Um, exactly. You get a clause. Um, <laughs> thanks, Oprah. Um, no. So what happened? What had happened was <laughs> on my late my talk show. My own business. Talk about um, on my business. <laughs> I was just walking down the street. No. Um, doing my hair. No. I so they the people start talking about new shows for me. But everybody always if you come to my show talk a lot with James, we all, they're always pitching shows because they know I do so much stuff. It's always a joke, kind of. You yeah. do plant life or James like you do it. So anyway, one night we had this big discussion for an hour. The show lasts an hour because Instagram cuts you off an hour, um, which I don't like that at all. It should go on as long as you myself. want. Oh, you never done, done an hour on Instagram I never, Live? I've never done Instagram Live. I'm like, I, I can do this. I can do a sit a video chat with you for and talk all day, but having a phone be like, so this is my live. I would have funny. Because yeah. yeah. that's because I'm interesting. No. Yeah. Um, but actually, that's time I'm sleepy. No, so uh, here's I'm the thing. Do, I'm gonna do it now to spite you, but you should. I'll, I'll tune in. I'll do. I will tune in heck, and heckle you. I'll do that. So I'm going to agree. Sure, why not? Um, no, so but they they kept coming. We were saying, what if Santa Claus had a family, and what if his son was pissed? That's how it started. And so folks were like making a horror series, and like Santa Claus kills people. I'm like I'm not doing all that. I'm not gonna desecrate Santa Claus. But out of all of that, I decided. How can you make Santa Claus like relatable? Give him a family where he has a son and a grandson. The son hates him yeah. because he felt cheated out growing up every year because his attention was to all the kids of the world. Makes sense. But then his but his grandson 
loves his grandfather and wants to follow in his grandfather's footsteps, which kind of bothers his son. Yeah. And will the son, will the grandson bring the son and father back together? That's the journey. Mm. Um, and there's another through line. It's just through casting. This is all because of casting. The, the grandson's black. So okay. I went, hmm. Because I found the perfect Santa guy. His name is Dave yeah. Moxley. Looks nothing like Santa. And he, with that voice on, I ruin every, all these takes every time we record. Because I'm always loud, like, oh my God, you're like Santa. He's like, James, you just, I'm like, well, sorry. I'm yeah. directing the episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's so good. But the grandson came, Robert Waith. He is so good as Carl Claus. I was like, okay, so now we made Santa Claus Jr., which I looked up, folks. There is no domain on that. Great. And the spelling is different. So we made him marry a black woman. Okay. So and then have a, they have a kid. So there's gonna be a whole through line of him being a black Santa, but not a caricature. Now how you could be how he has the regular tenets of Santa, but he happens to be black, and that's what he's trying to show. So there's a whole other side story on that. Yeah. Um, the women are very strong. They're not just baking cookies with the elves. They're like very strong. Santa has a brand. The main character, Jenny, played by Tammy Dotkovea, um, is the assistant. Tammy. I love saying Tammy's the bomb. And so she, we, just, we, had, to, we had to replace an actress, so we, we hired her. Um, and actually, she was suggested by the cast. They said, you should ask Tammy to do it. The guy oh, said great. that. Ah, um, so she plays Jenny. So she plays Jenny, who actually is going to help the Santas and their brand and bring them together. Plus, there are two more Santas, not, not done. It's the three generations. Then we took the we took liberties, dramatic license. There are the Chris Kringles twins. Um, so we decided that Santa has a brother named Chris Kringle, and he had mm. twin boys, Chris Kringle Jr., KJ, which you met on the crossover show, sure. and Christopher Kringle. So they're kind of these Lothario Santas. You think being Santa is kind of kind of crazy, and they get the girls oh, yeah, and chicks. business, yeah, yeah, exactly. They love it, but My they're not quite. Yeah, they're not, they're not quite. You know, they're like they're like very L.A. Santas. So, but they're going to go through a journey too. Each of them will be changed also. Um, so there's five Santas on our show, essentially, basically. And that's yeah. kind of the fun, the fun part. Uh, and do they live in Christmas City or just like an alternate city, North Pole? Are they the no, North Pole? they live in a city nearby. So it's the same universe as because okay. they, you guys are all, everybody's in North Pole. That's yeah. up in North Pole. But there are like three or four cities that are around there. And so you guys can see they're in another one. And if I do a third series, it'll be in another one. So right. you could actually, in the crossover episode, we said, the two characters said, you know, we, I can, I'm in the next city over, we can meet up. So they're, they're in the same area. And if you watch Mr. Toro, the finale has a surprise. Mm -hmm. Is that you have this rollout over the next, uh, or over a couple of weeks for your Christmas slate. Uh, almost, a month, locked, almost a month. Almost a month. Like, is everything locked and loaded? I mean, is it is it like nerve wracking? Like, explain this. You have a this seasonal thing going on for a long period of time. Like, what's going through your mind? I think it's the first time JLJ Media is doing this uh, as a network head. How do you feel? I feel actually, I feel fine. I don't have. I mean, this is regular life for me. I'm always busy. I mean, I always have ten thousand things going on. So for me, I don't even stress out. I mean, I know I I know this is hard for people to believe. That's what I was like. You just look. You seem so calm. I am. I don't stress out. This is fun. This stuff is fun for me. This is a fun thing to do. Um, and so I just, it's part of my life. I don't even, I don't even, like, so for in terms of, look at my shows right now. 
So Mr. So Road, the first three episodes are edited and done and uploaded. So I'm good to go. So I feel good. November 30th, it comes out. We're good to go for these three episodes. Yes. Uh, we just recorded a couple episodes. I'll be doing those and we're working on that. Um, a couple of these shows will be very simple because they're literally interviews driven. So I just I just I actually just booked the interviews for like three of the shows. So I mean, once I do the interviews, they're up and they're done. Um, I don't know. Just part of my life. I'm not even worried. I'm just like they'll be they'll be done. They're they're gonna all be done. Gonna, I I this is what I do every day. This is my life. I mean, I have a I have a very scheduled life. Um, I have my day planner. I have all my stuff. I mean, it's just, it's all. I have everything in order. I took a week off of work, and one of the days of those days, I organized everything. So I have a table over here you can't see. I have a table back here. Everything is laid out, and I can just grab it. And yeah. one, as you know, I was sending out emails one day. That's all I did was send out emails. I scheduled everything. And so for me, my thought was, everybody else can be like confused or whatever. I can't be. So if someone says to me, "What are we doing?" All I got to do is go through my email and go, "Here's we, I can, we, here's we send that email. Here it is, and then you're good to go." I can answer any question you ask me, but I have to go, well, I don't, oh, I don't know what's going on. So it's all organized. So I can't, that's the, the lesson. I have to be organized and in control of it, but also let go of control. And if something doesn't happen, doesn't happen. If something falls apart, it falls apart. It's just, this is all for fun. This is not, you know, I am making money off of this stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm making money off some of these things. Um, mm. But I mean, I'm just like, I'm not going to stress myself out to death over Christmas content because Christmas is fun. <laughs> no, that's like that's pretty, uh, how do you say, astute, I guess? <laughs> yes. yes. Look, James Lott, always a pleasure being on the show, man, because you just dropped the knowledge and you don't even know how much knowledge you're dropping. Uh, let me know where I can get you. We're all James Lott Jr.'s soul, my friend. How can I follow you? That's right. Me? We're all James Lott Jr.'s soul at James Lott Jr. on all the social media platforms, folks. And I'm talking everywhere from TikTok to Twitter to Instagram, Facebook, all the streaming services. JLJ Media is everywhere from CastBox to Deezer to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google, all of those like, subscribe. The YouTube channel is JLJ Media. Go ahead and like that too. SoundCloud is JLJ Media. No, it's James Lott Jr. Sorry, James Lott Jr. Um, where I have all my music. I have a new album coming out called Vex, the movie soundtrack that I wrote and co-wrote all the songs. Various artists are on there with me. Um, a movie that I scored. Very excited. That's coming out Black Friday. So check that. So SoundCloud, right there. Um, I'm trying to think anywhere else. I think that's everywhere I'm at. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just type in James Lott Jr. Google James Lott Jr. You'll find me everywhere. And Amazon books, James Lott Jr. Story, short story projects. Don't know how you do it. I will come at you in the new year and like come on back because I want to see how the fallout was for all this programming. Anytime, so much stuff. Anytime, Flobo, so You know, I, I I'm a big fan of yours. Big fan of yours. <laughs> and when I get that Peabody Award, I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you first. I'm gonna be like, this award is oh. for my mama, and then James Lott Jr. and everybody else can can take it away. They're lying and wait. <laughs> Always a great time hanging with James Lott Jr. Every time I hang up the phone or I'll walk away from a meeting, I'm just so inspired to keep on creating. There's always a, uh, a sign of purpose when I get to hang with James because he puts things in perspective that does nothing but light the fire. Make sure you follow him on social media when you can. Especially during this holiday season, the JLJ Media Christmas Slate 
is one that I am looking forward to. Not because I'm in some of the projects, although that does help. <laughs> Let me know what you guys are doing for the holiday seasons. Do you have any kind of late end of year projects you're working on? Or you're basically winding things down in 2021. Either are accepted. Let me know over on social media at New Amsterdam, KNW Amsterdam on Instagram, at New underscore Amsterdam on Twitter. And if you want to learn more about this show and all the other shows that I'm working on on the digital media space, NewAmsterdam.com. That's KNW Amsterdam.com. Big things are happening for that brand, for this brand. And you know me, I can go back to the first couple episodes. I was never a brand guy, but hey, if it happens, it happens. Sometimes inspiration comes from a corner of your vision, past the peripheral, you weren't expecting it. You must follow the light. And that has been New Amsterdam for me. I'll be back next week with more of the good stuff. Be nice to each other. And of always... The city is yours. Hey there, citizens. Flobo here. You know, besides being a DJ, MC, and all around nice guy, I am a stand-up comedian first and foremost. In fact, my album, American for Now, is available wherever you get your music. We're talking Apple Music, we're talking iTunes, we're talking Spotify. American for Now is just a crazy take about one person's first-generation experience being in this country when it comes to taking your mom out to Memphis or serving jury duty and much, much more. The album was called American for Now, and it's by me, Flobo Boys. Comedy unfiltered.